Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Siege in 60 podcast. No doubt going to be the most hyped one of the bunch as we have got our two Berlin major winners sat here alongside me. It's Leon, Leon Gids Giddens and Tom Deepak Piek. Is it, how do you say your last name, Deepak? Pixma. Pixma. Do you ever call him yeah. Tom, by the way, Leon, or is it always Deepak? It's always it's Biggie a T. T. It's all Biggie <laughs> T. Always Biggie T. Or just Biggie. Yeah. Or, or just Biggie. Yeah. I think Biggie might have to be the thing I start calling you as well now as we start getting into the stage. And I'll just be like, damn, this guy's big. Look at him. No doubt. <laughs> we'll see how things ride. Anyway, welcome, guys, once again to our third return episode of Siege and 60. This is a podcast where we aim to get everything done inside 60 minutes and fail spectacularly every single time. All of them average about 90 minutes so far. But I think at this point, we'll just turn that six upside down. And we're pretty much still on brand. So, gents, I think it's pretty fair to say that we have a lot to unpack today. And I want to start back with, before we talk about the major and go into the result and all the rest of it, there's loads we can talk about around that. I want to start with the formation of the current Rogue roster that we're in. Because looking back at stage one, you guys finished in sixth place. Things looking pretty rough. You were really close to making the major and then you shit the bed in the last three games of the stage and things don't work out your way. You then come into stage two and make a change. You get rid of Rips and bring in Spoit. Talk us through that change first and foremost. I'll come to you first on this one, Leon. Don't worry, Tom. I'll give you a chance to speak as well. But coming to you first, Leon, why Spoy? Why the change in the first place? Well, um, as a team, you know, we felt like like us four, obviously being me, Deepak, uh, Kryon, and Kanto. Uh, I forgot for a sec. Uh, we felt like, you know, we were all quite close to each other, you know, always trying to play games and out with each other. Um, but it just felt like Rips was kind of there out to the side. Um, you know, he was already underperforming a little bit as well. Uh, he just kind of kept to himself. And we uh, obviously, we were lacking some uh, fragging power alongside Kryon. Um, people weren't in the right roles that we felt like were um, they should have been in and stuff. So, you know, I spoke to Tristan for a while, trying to figure out who's the best option and stuff. And we uh, we obviously knew Spite was turning 18 soon. It was, it was a bit of a risk, but um, we spent a good like month talking about it to the whole team before uh, finally messaging him about it. And yeah, so it was just Tristan, really. It was just Tristan uh, trying to just beg him to get him in. <laughs> yeah, true. I was, think that, was that literally his was, job, just to beg? Yeah. The thing was like, I play like Rips roles already kind of, but like not at that degree where I was that heavy of support. So for me, it was kind of new as well to play his role. Mm. Um, but I had to get used to it, and I was kind of like skeptic about it, because like I've, I'm used to first entry, second entry flex. That's what I played on Gamma Gaming as well. Um, so it was like a challenge for me as well, but I, I struggled a bit in the beginning, I think. But uh, in the end, I trusted the team fully on this change, and it worked out really good. I was a cynic when they told me they were moving you playing uh, back to a flex support role, but uh, we'll come on to the greatest Echo player that walks the planet yeah. uh, in a little while. Um, back on Spoit for a second, right? There's a lot of 18-year-old players that have come into the top circuit now around the world as well, whether it's Volts in Latam, Newers in NA. You've got players like Good Boy and Mephi over in APAT North. Obviously, we've got Spoit, Benja, for example, here in EU. What is he like as a player to work with? Because I think many look at the... Those especially in the old guard. Leon, I probably would say he's in the old guard, but he doesn't carry this attitude. Many look at these young players that come in and just go, ah, oh, they haven't got any comp experience. Their attitude's going to be a problem. Like, they'll be hard to work with. How have you found him, not so much as a player, because we all know that he can play the game well, right? But as a human to team with as well. How have you found his experience so far? 
Yeah. Um, I really don't want to say this word because you really memed on him, but he's like, he's like really mature for his age. Like, um, does he not like he being said, called mature? No. So basically, um, <laughs> when he first joined the team, he was like, guys, I'm really mature for my age. Uh, and ever since then, we just took the piss out of him. <laughs> like, That's classic team shit that. behavior that I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he like, he was really open to learning. Um, I think the way we handled like approaching him with like, obviously getting him in the team helped a lot. Um, yeah, he's really open to criticism. He's open to listening, open to learning. Uh, and I think, yeah. Uh, he seems really humble from the outside. And like, obviously, we went for dinner, for example, all in Berlin together. Like, I thought he was a really humble, chilled out guy for his age. Yeah. Um, yeah, but sometimes still a bit stubborn. Like, he peeks something. I said, if you did it one more time, I'm going to punch you when I'm sitting next to him. And he's like, <laughs> the thing yeah, is, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so in your, team, in your team order, who is he sat next to on either side of him? He's between me and uh, Biggie. Oh, I was gonna say. So, so, so thank God yeah. it's not crying because crying would just ring a, like step no, across and just ring yeah. his neck. He did it one more time. <laughs> order of maturity. Yeah. So what's the, what's yeah. the order from like low to high? Or Canto uh, is the most immature, and then Deepex the most. Oh really? Because see, everyone yeah. probably looks at Canto and thinks, "Oh, he's really quiet. He's quite shy. He must be quite sensible." No, uh, he's unbearable. <laughs> really, like we're sitting there. I think it was stage one. Like we're just about to play. BDS or Secret, I remember it was Skyscraper, and he's just sitting there going in the warm-up, Geisha Hatch, and he was like, it's just that, it was like, so it sounds stupid to you guys, but to me and Cry, we're he sitting there trying enough. to play, we're sitting there trying to play right, and we're trying to call, and he's just sitting there going, Geisha Hatch, Geisha Hatch, Geisha Hatch, constantly, <laughs> and crying was tilted before the game, like, full <laughs> on, it was so funny. And we talk about the strong mental in Rogue as well, unbelievable. Um... <laughs> And I guess coming to you, Deepak, you both see this as well, so you can both ship in here, but I'll come to you for this one as well, Deepak. The impression that I think many also see from the outside is Crying and Spoit have really paired up as a good pairing, right? It seems very much like a older brother, younger brother, that sort of vibe between the two of them. Almost like Crying's taking him under his wing a little bit to make sure that he's a good lad for the team. Is it like that on the inside, or is it more of a big wide team effort? I think, like, within the team, everyone has, like, a good connection with everyone. Uh, I mean, on the outside, it looks like Spoiled and crying, they have like this, the older brother kind of vibes, mm -hmm. and that's they go to the gym. I mean, I go with them as well, but like, they're just both man childs. Like, crying is still eighteen, so like, they both have the same mindsets. It's so dumb. Like, I look at them, it's like, what are you guys doing <laughs> all the time? <laughs> I mean, like me and Leon, or like uh, Leon or Tristan, also has like good good bonding with each other. It's like good, and like me and Kanto. I mean, like I can only imagine what Leon and Tristan like together. I've probably spent nah, probably about an hour time in their company. Unbearable, they unbearable. are unbearable. Do you want oh. to share any of the hijinks from the hotel at the Major Leon? Oh, I, not, I don't think it's even only the hotel. You can kind of go on for like hours. Like, <laughs> I heard some of the bullshit that went down, so you may as well share it now. Come on, give us a few stories. Well, one of them was we were just sitting there, like just talking, and we are like, oh, we've got, to, we've got to do something. It's the first night in Berlin. I just grabbed the phone, uh... I ring, I ring Deepak and Spoitz room because they're the ones paired together. Uh, and I ring them and I'm sitting there going like, hello, uh, you've been charged for a Pepsi. Uh, you need to come down to reception if it, like, if it's not, um, if you didn't, didn't do this transaction. And then <laughs> me and Tristan are sitting there looking through the people on the door uh, and we just see Spoit and Deepak go past. <laughs> and we see him go down. We see him at the stairs. there for about 10 minutes talking to the reception. And they, were they, come back they up. had no idea what was going on at reception. Yeah. They come back up, we tell them, we have a laugh. We go in their room, and then I call Crying and Kanto as well, and they did the same thing. 
That's a good way to put your teammates on edge for the entire major, right? Keep them on their toes, yeah. right? Captain Leon? Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested in, like, I don't even know, like, we're just the worst pairing ever. Like, it's just like, even like at boot camp, before he came, I was just chill. As soon as he came, I was just like, the most incel person. It was, it, I just don't know what happens when I'm around him. <laughs> I can't tell if he's a, an analyst or a jester at this point for the team. It feels like a good mix of both. Um, but yeah. talk, talk us through yeah. stage two. Let's go back a little bit more and go back towards stage two then. So you guys obviously come in. You've got the new young hot prospects on the block. Things are going well. Um, it gets towards those last three games of the stage. Things look a little bit shaky for a short time. I'm nervous if you guys are going to make it given this five or six teams all scrapping for those top four spots. Did you guys have any doubt at any point in there? I, know, I guarantee your answer is going to be no. Never once doubt if you get there, of course. But were there any kind of moments where there's a bit of friction, a bit of tension the team as you guys were worried about not making it? Or um, I'll start. Um, Please do. Please a, do. It was against Pones. <laughs> oh, like, Crying Pounds. Pounds, as Crying says. But like, Pounds. I don't know what happened with Crying that day. We like everything was fine. The warm up was good. We get into the game. He's just instantly pissed off. <laughs> I don't know what he's uh, what's happened or anything. I think like he just sits there in the game like we get like fight we get like five rounds in, and he's just starts arguing with me. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what's happening here? Me pickles the timeout, sorts him out. He sorts himself out as well. But like that was probably like the one time when we were like I can't remember what the score was against Pones. Like at uh, the start, but eight seven, we down, you guys like, lost, didn't you? In the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I think it was like four two or five two down, and I was like, "Fuck's sake, we're not. We might not actually win this game, and we have to win another one." Ugh, that was the real kicker. Any, any kind of jump out yeah. to you, Deepak, and moments of friction throughout the stage? Nah, I don't think we have any other. I mean, uh, even when we're like five one down or like five two, there's nothing. Like we yeah. just go on, go on, go on. I think we even get more motivated when we're down. So it's weird, and then we win it. You've had some games that you've won from behind and others that you've uh, thrown from quite far in front, like the yeah. first game of the stage, right? Uh, I think yeah. Up 6-3, lost 8-6. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, Eminem. Kicker that, kicker. And then what yeah. happened after stage two? Because obviously you guys qualified, you finished second just behind Wolves. Um, I think many people looked at your two teams and said, okay, actually there's a, a somewhat similarity in play style here where it is all about team executes and just overwhelming the enemy team. And many thought it'd be Wolves coming out the top of the major. Obviously, we don't know that to be the case now. Oh, we know that not to be the case now. Going into the majors, you guys boot camp. What was the focus that you guys had going into it? How did you get ready for what turned out to be the biggest tournament of your lives? Uh, I think, like, I mean, there was our second boot camp after the EOL Stage 2. Um, our first boot camp was mainly focused on, like, team bonding because, like... Uh, Spy just joined and it was, was that like... the one with the jacuzzi. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we went to the jacuzzi twice, so yeah, we were back at that same, yeah, I thought, same I thought place. You, I thought you were there like every single yeah. day, giving all pictures of <laughs> soccer. It was out so good. It. I mean, it was just focused on team bonding. Uh, we did we did scrim every day, but like, uh, not as much as second uh, boot camp. Uh, second boot camp was mainly focused on performance, uh, so we did double scrims. Um, uh, Bernie was there as well every day, so we can. Talk with her about things. Um, yeah, I mean, we still use some, uh, the Schmeichels. Uh, that's the jacuzzi calls every day. <laughs> that's where it came so. from, right? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. have been asking about that constantly on Twitter. And everyone keeps on relinking the original tweet talking about it. Do you want to clarify for a second, Leon? So it's on air as well. What is the Michael call and when does it get used? Yeah. Um, well, the Michael call out, people might know us from like Penta G2 as Hamburger. Um, basically... You know, if a lot of things are happening in the round, say, for example, we get an entry pick and they get a pick, 
or we get a couple of picks, a lot of things are going on. I'll say Michael or Deepak or anyone on the team can say it. Um, and it just basically tells everyone, all right, we need to slow down, hold an angle for them to push, not for their peak. That's very important. Um, and then let me reassess what we're going to do for the round. Well, waiting for the push means basically not holding a doorway and waiting for them to swing you yeah, first. So yeah, so basically, like, say if there's a doorway, you're not holding into the door, you hold when they swing out of the door. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. What happens when there's a moment of, like, friction there? When someone goes, no, 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 I've got a good chance here to make a play happen. I think we saw this, actually, in your comms video, right, where someone still wanted to push. I forget who it was. Yeah, Um. well, if, if we call on Michael and you can't do it, or you see an opportunity, um, you, we say shmeeples. That's, uh, that's what the Smeepies... <laughs> It's Meepy's uh, new nickname. I don't, oh, Why? Made it up. I don't even know what happened. Did. Tristan was in the toilet. No, not Tristan, sorry. Meepy was in the toilet for like ages at boot camp. And Tristan's just walking around going, Meeples. Going like, he's going, Meeples. Just doing that. He sounded like he was like fine, trying to find his dog. <laughs> so we just started calling Meepy that. And obviously we just added like SH to everything. Shmeeples. So now we just well, I'm glad that it's a call that uh, <laughs> I don't think any of the team is going to use Schmeeples as a call, but if they do, you know exactly yeah. where it's come from, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we don't even use it that much because, like, it's no. like if you're in a situation like that, like, when is it? Like, I I, I had it once and I forgot to use it. I was like, and Meepy Flamey Fire was like, okay, my bad. <laughs> so, how dare you forget like, to use Meepy's name? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, we, what was Buble then? What, what did oh, we yeah, use so that for? Uh, yeah, we got a new call that we made at the major called Boobly. So basically, um, so I saw example, you tweet about this the other day. Actually, yeah, go yeah. on. Um, if you see an opportunity, and it's one of those opportunities where you can't call that you've got to go, but you've got to take that opportunity, you just got you just say Boobly, and then you just do it. You've got to go, but you can't call it. What does that even like, mean? Well, like instead of saying, say if you're on a drone, and mm -hmm. say uh, I'll use a, a common example. You're on Clubhouse, open the office edge, mm -hmm. and you drone office, you see office is clear. You don't want to sit there going, guys, we can take office, uh, office is clear. Instead, you just, instead of saying also like, oh, I'm going to take office, you go buble, and you just go. Do you, do you have any back. indication of where you're going to buble? Whenever you see that opportunity. You just take it, buble. Forget yeah, the details, boys. Then, I'm going then, ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then let the team react off of that, really. Love it, love it. <laughs> Is that yeah. is that anything you've experienced before, Deepak, like playing for Gamma or anything like that? Anything of that sort of variety? Or is this some real Leon Tristan special bullshit? I mean, we had it, but the thing is, um, now as a team, we try to help the player uh, doing that kind of play. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, like, if someone did it, he did it by himself. That's the uh, only difference. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, well, let's move on to Berlin a little bit now then as well. We've spoken about the prep, the build-up. Obviously, you guys made that roster change. We had stage two with what looked like a bit of a janky end, but you still made it into second place. Then we get into the group stage. Now, before we talk about the results there, what was your guys' thoughts when you got drawn against those three teams? If it was Dan Wonkia, Exa, and NIP, where you were all concerned? Did you feel confident going in? Did you felt you got better off than maybe some other teams did? What was your general perception? Well, I was confused on the groups for about an hour. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they, they, they... Oh, they got redrew, didn't they? Or something like that. Yeah, they dropped the groups on stream and then they're like, oh, no, it's these ones. And then they tweeted out the other group and then they deleted it, re-uploaded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when we got, like, our actual group, I, I, like, I knew we were getting through in the bag. Like, I already knew, like, like, Dan one is in the mud with their roster at the moment. <laughs> I think uh, as we all saw their tweet looking for a new like, player yesterday, right? 
yeah, I mean, they've been. I've, I've heard a lot of things about like what they've been doing throughout the stage. Um, I, I knew Nip was kind of like in the mud as well. I knew they weren't having a good time. Uh, and then yeah, obviously exit. Uh, I just I just knew they were a good team. There's there's nothing else really. I just knew we'd be in that top two. Mm. I think many expected you and Exit to be the ones going through on that in their predictions at least as well. Maybe NIP with an outside chance. And there was the odd faithful <coughs> Tim on Dan Wonkia being able to eventually win the whole thing, which proved to be yeah. completely wrong, as we now know. So day one, you came into groups, you stomped Dan Wonkia and mostly crushed Exit as well on Bank and Oregon. Day two, you completely choked. And day three, you picked up two very narrow wins, but enough to get you out of the group stage. What happened? What the hell happened after day one for that bumpy ride to begin? And what's your, you know, what what was your take on what you had to get right from day two moving forwards? Uh, well, as most people know, the the practice area wasn't optimal for most teams. So we had a kind of a weird schedule where we had to be up first game and then play in the afternoon where we had like five hours in between. And uh, I think... On the first day, everyone took their rest, had something to eat, uh, took a chill. But like the second day, we, we was we wanted to, when we lost, we, we like wanted to be better. So we went into our practice room. I think it was me, Spoiler, crying. We played the games, but like we got way more tired after those games because like the room is so hot, and um, it was just so draining when we had to play the second game. Uh, there was no energy. Uh, it just like people were tired, uh, calls were not good at all. So we had a talk after day two and fixed it for day three. And I think it worked out. What was your take, Leon? Yeah. Um, like trying to like compared to day one, like trying to call and trying to just coordinate anything was like, it was completely out the window. So like everyone wasn't really in it. Like, like the Deepak said, uh, like call out wise, everything was getting called wrong. Um, they were calling the wrong things, the wrong movements. Um, and then also it was like people were quite quiet as well. Um, yeah, as the said though, um, people were working too much on that day. Yeah. So the day after, uh, at least for myself and, uh, split, like we, in between game one and two, we had a nap, got some food afterwards and then we was a lot more energized. I believe you said after your uh, last win of the group stage where you got yourself through, you said nap and A5, guys, is the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we did. That was good. That was good. That's the, that's the carrying source from now on. It's a new ritual on the team. Have you ever a bad game? Yeah. Get off, go five, guys, have a nap, come back, and Beast Mode Leon comes online. Yeah. Oh, it was a good game as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was unreal, mate. Unreal. Yeah. Um, so groups, we make it through. Um, it was a bit rough with the heat on day one, especially, but things improved somewhat as the week went by. I'm not trying to say that there as felt in general day one. I was also dying trying to cast in that heat, but day two and three at least improved with the use of fans. Um, yeah. We then got through into playoffs, and I think we've got to talk about that first quarter especially. How fucking spectacular was that? G2 versus Rogue in front of an EU audience. I was just like, okay, now the audience has really fucking turned up, right? It was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. I was hoping to play them later on in, in like the playoff bracket, but I mean, whatever. If it's someone's like, got to yeah. knock them out, it's got to be you, right? Yeah, exactly. It was only perfect for us to take about. So, <laughs> how was it from your perspective as well? Because that's the first time you guys had sat down and played on that stage. It's a unique one that we haven't had before with the heights and all the rest of it. Both games went through to overtime, for example. It was a real EU classic between the pair of you. Mm. Um, you know, what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, on bank, like, Adamal was literally just having a live game. Like, he, what, dropped, like, 22 kills? 
I think if he just played like a regular game, then it would have been over in regulation. But Clubhouse was like, yeah, back to back, like always taking rounds from each other. I think he also popped off in Clubhouse. I'm not sure though. He did. That was a live series, yeah. I'd call it, rather than oh a live game. God. Yeah, he was unreal across both. Really good. Yeah. Yep. He wanted to win, bro. <laughs> don't blame him. What about you, Deepak? How did you find that? Because I don't know. I haven't dug into your history here to go through every single event you played at, but I imagine with Gamma there weren't too many lands that you got to play at. What was it like I've being played... in a crowd in front of 1,500 people like that? Yeah. Uh, don't tell me you're about to say I mean... you played at Benelux Finals. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah, count. No, more, more nerfs for Benelux? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I wasn't... It was weird. I, was, I thought I was going to be nervous, but like it felt so good like mm. playing in front of a crowd. I was just in the zone. Mm. Like it's so weird that when you look at the monitor, like everything fades away. Like you hear people scream through the mics of other people, because like majority was G two fan at the time when we played them. <laughs> Until you so, knocked them out, and then they all became rogue fans, yeah, turncoats, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We knew. We, we said to each other, like, guys, we have to win. These guys will be our fans if we win. They're gonna cheer for us. <laughs> and sure so, enough, they were. I mean, we had like a. So we had a meet and greet session on the Saturday afternoon and everyone that came through were asking, they were wearing G2 jerseys, like, who are you rooting for? And they were like, Rogue. Every single person except one person said Rogue. I think there was like one person that was rooting for FaZe the next day or something ridiculous. So everyone was behind you quite naturally, right? The last European team, of course, they're going to back you in that case. Yeah, I think that helped us like a lot as well. Mm. Yeah, so, mm. it, was, it was like insane. All the people screaming. Yeah, just a bit. It's one thing that you see a lot of players that used to play before or have been at lands previously. They'll say that's the one thing they really miss is being up on that stage, right? And I guess for you, Leon, you know, you've been in what four semifinals now where you've been at live, live events like that. Obviously, we had Ally, which you went on to win, for example. Yeah. Is it a feeling that you've sorely missed as well? Yeah, uh, it, really re uh, reminiscent of uh, Raleigh actually, because I remember between map two and three against Exit, like the crowd just started like cheering for me and shit, and it got me hyped up. <laughs> and then I went on to like pop off that game. And was then, that your was that your like ten and one game or something ridiculous yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. half? It was ludicrous. And then in Raleigh against um, Empire in the semi-finals, I believe it was between map one and two. Uh, we just won the first map. No, we lost the first map, and then we went into coastline, and then people were like hyping me up between the maps, and I now popped off on that as well. So there's <laughs> some really, like, good memories of that. That's what you need. Is just the crowds be chanting your name going yeah. into a map, right? Yeah, it's, I couldn't uh, even believe it, bro. Like, uh, people screaming my name. What? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> when I went through the toilet, no, that, 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 was, that was that was just me screaming Biggie T down the mic. Oh, mate. That's, that's only you. <laughs> there was a couple of moments that made you. I think I screamed Biggie T in big clutch situations <laughs> as well. I was like, look, it deserves it. The name has got to come out right. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> and talk to you about Exit then, because I won't lie, I was so heartbroken when you guys got absolutely slapped in map one seven one was it i was just like fuck yep. we're done na are gonna get through to the final on eu turf it's gonna suck what happened between game one and two i've heard a little bit about this want to hear it from your guys side as well what happened between game one and two to turn things back around i don't not much really happened <laughs> don't give me that something's got no, to happen like, who, who no, was the hero like, who was the leader who got so you like, back on side so like Obviously, we <laughs> everyone was a bit distraught. Uh, we got up, we huddled around, and we were just sitting like, boys, don't worry about it. It's a warm-up map. Uh, you know, we like to give a, a good storyline. <laughs> you know, we like to make it hard on ourselves. Yeah, we don't make we it easy. say that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we don't want to make it easy. We want a good game. So uh, and we just started, like, hyping each other up and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, that was it, really. And then just a chant. And then 
and then just back onto the game. Straight back into it. I think it was, yeah. um, I can't remember who it was I was speaking to, but someone had mentioned that between maps, like, Crying isn't normally a sort of person who steps up as a, air quotes, would-be leader in a way, but he was quite like, boys, we're not losing this today. We're not letting it go. But by the sounds of it, the yeah. whole team was really on that wavelength, right? Yeah, I mean, in, I think in the beginning it was, like, mainly Pascal, Crying, uh, because, like, I don't know, he was, like, he was really not mad at us, but, like, he did not want to lose. He was, like, yeah. so motivated. Like everyone's like, okay, let's fucking go then. Let's let's win this. Yeah, he was then, the initiator, and then everyone yeah. else just came in. Like, yeah, mm. you're fucking right. Let's do this. Like, forget about whatever happened. We gotta just play our game. And yeah, I mean, you'll see. Uh, there's like a little documentary coming out. Um, oh, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, there's a little documentary coming out that Rogue's doing. Nice. Like all the behind the scenes stuff. I tell you what, it's you'll perfect it, timing. It, really, they'd have been so upset if they'd come there to record this documentary and you got knocked out in groups. I mean, we nearly did. But... Take that. Yeah, thank fuck you went the whole way. Jesus, that would have been a shit documentary otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, gonna, I hope it's going to show our lows as well, because like, we were in a room just sitting there on our phones, just yeah. really not mad, but like talking about what we need to change for the next day. So well, that, I, that, I, after, I, after day two, that was, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I hope they're going to show it. It'll show everything. Awesome. It'll be, yeah. be a good video. Now, I really enjoy the transparency that you guys kind of have into your team, whether it's around talking about the fact that you had no scrims, no setups, or the rest of it, which we'll talk about in a bit, whether it's through to the comms videos, Leon, coming out of you that show essentially whole rounds from pretty recent games. Because I think about two years ago, we had a few comms videos come out, but they were games from like 12 to 18 months ago. They were far from recent. And it was like, well, this is all well and good, but teams have changed by now a little bit. They were more kind of like out of date teams. We're seeing it as soon as like stage two. I think it was your game against G two where you can watch the whole like half an hour of comms from you guys. Yeah, it's really, BDS really insightful. One. Yeah, I uploaded the BDS one yesterday too. Oh nice. I'll give that one a watch as well yeah. then. There we go. Um Yeah. Go on. Go on. Okay. Uh well yeah, I mean I think uh I don't think like uploading this stuff for us as a team is like is gonna affect us. Uh I don't like I don't see how comms like just think like I was thinking about it and I was talking to like Tristan like the comms of our team isn't going to make another team able to beat us or counter us because it's how we play. It's, you know, it, everything changes when we play. Do they want to hear uh, you guys screaming shmeeples and buble and so on and so forth? They'll be like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And like, I think it's also good, a good insight because I get a lot of messages at the moment about IGLing and stuff. Mm. Uh, so from players just, that want to learn or? Yeah, yeah, all the time. I've got loads of messages uh, in DMs on Twitter or Discord, Instagram as well. Like, uh, yeah, get a lot of people talking about it and asking about like if they can watch or like watch any videos. Cool. Or... When's Gids Academy starting then? <laughs> Maybe after I retire. Yeah. Or if I retire. Hopefully a bit of a way out yet, mate. Given it was mm. uh, your twenty fifth birthday, was it recently? Twenty third. Twenty third. Because you're still Come so on, young. I'm not mate. that old. Death. Come on. <laughs> Can't believe it. Honestly, man, I, I was trying to remember, pull people closer to ago, me. Five years ago, I was that eighteen year old prodigy man. Come on. You were. You were. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kanto rocking the scene. That's literally, mate, turning it upside down. Mm. But talk to me about Saturday night then. You guys have just got through to the grand final. What's the team environment like? Are some people more excited than others? Is there any nerves in the team? Like, what's the general feeling? I don't think I was nervous this entire event. Like, I woke up. I was I was expecting not to be able to sleep. Yeah, same. Uh, like, not being able to like like be feel like shit in the morning. But no, I I, I got in bed. I knocked out. I can't remember what I did for food or what we did together. Club sandwich, mate. Probably just all the yeah, just a club sandwich at the hotel. They were pretty uh, good. They were amazing. And a cheesecake, of course. Obviously the cheesecake, which we ordered yeah. far too much of when we went for steak. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, even you, even you were trying to week. give it away. <laughs> uh, I ate so much food that night, and I was feel, I felt like awful as well. Oh, I know what I did. I went to the I went to the fucking pub, that pub thing in the Sony Center. That are they? Oh yeah, the um Linden Brow, whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. drink obviously. Uh, I didn't drink. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I messaged you. I remember. I messaged you. I said, yeah. guys, do not drink. I saw the feel yeah. of Liam. Do not drink, guys. Yeah, obviously, Please. I'd, I'd never drink before a game day. No, um, no. To be fair, I think crying popped up at some point. Spoit did as well, and there was no drinking. They were yeah. very good. We just sat there, just talking to everyone, you know, killing time and stuff, really, innit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frog has just popped up in chat, by the way, at DPEC. How did it feel to get scammed out of extra followers when Spoit uploaded the final round comms? Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, man. I always tell him. Give me a shout out. You have so many followers. I carry you in games. I drone for you. Please, just one shout out. He does owe you. The number of free kills you've got in with those yokais is ridiculous. And then he says, yeah, yeah, I will do it when Rogue does a video because then I can give you a shout out. Okay. Then he does that message. I was like, okay, bro, let me do it. Let me do it. He doesn't say anything. He just uploaded. it. And then he said, you want to see my content? It's my content. You cannot do it. Okay, dude, go on. I don't care. <laughs> If those are the only arguments you have in the team about who gets taught low content when you just want a major, I'd say that's pretty good overall. This, yeah. I mean, you know what Spy does after the game, like Saturday night, when we win? We go, I go back to the hotel, and then we just sit there in the room, and he watches back the fun, and as he looks at, oh my god, I fucked this guy so hard, Luke, <laughs> that he shows it to me. So, <laughs> and then we go to sleep, and that's it. Ideal. <laughs> Ideal. Unreal. Not bad. Um, so let's move then on to the final, the last day of the competition. That was probably, I think many have said it's the second best series we've ever had after SI 2018. It's going to be hard to top that, I think, for probably ever as long as the game is around. But for it to be sat in second place is pretty unreal. All five maps, all the way to round 15. I sound like Tim saying the start of that, fucking hell. All the way to 15 in the last map as well. And Leon calls bar and stages the site. Tom... <laughs> What did you and the boys think in that moment? Do you think he'd lost his rocker or what? I don't know. Like, Leon, did you? I think we both like, should we go to bar? Because we want yeah. Oh, you, we were, both, you said both did it, it. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, I'm asking the wrong people. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. I was sitting there I, going, like, um, like guys, uh, I'm trying to think of like, what bomb site we should go to. I'm thinking bar. And, and then, yeah, he was like, yeah, I think we should go bar too. And everyone was like, yeah, let's go bar. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Did I? Did I pick Echo the first time? I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I'd have like, yeah, oh, somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I did. It's like, okay, I'm going to try a different drone hall. I was just thinking in my head, where are the drone holes in this map? <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait, there's a drone on the other side of Strip. And then I jumped out, spotted three of them. Just, yeah, I was like, I'm going to tilt them. I'm going to tilt them. You? Yeah. <laughs> I've said, guys, I'm going to tilt them. I'm going to jump up. There. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... I don't even know how we got the first two picks. Um, Kanto got a wall bang on one of them, and then the other guys on the window. I remember he told me. Oh yeah, I mean, I was like, guys, please go back. Do not get killed. Just hide, hide. I have echo drones. I have echo drones. It was insane. And then yeah. even I think like four seconds before before the round ended, like I started screaming. Leon stood up already. I was already out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Only for Bro, crying saw, to them with an entire yeah, I, match. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna stun him anyway." You're like, <laughs> if you I can't mean, kill him, still... clearly you need help, old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but talk to me about a couple of those maps earlier in the series before we wrap up how it all kind of ended, right? Um, border, 
eight seven phase skyscraper eight seven phase how much of a kicker was yeah. it to lose those two matches? Because it could have been a three zero uh, otherwise, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, we should have won three zero. Like, I, I think we even going into the finals, like we're gonna win three zero. Like, no way. And then the ball eight seven skyscraper eight. I was like, oh my god, man. Because like them, we won like seven four seven five on their maps as well. Mm -hmm. it, was, it didn't even feel close playing that. To be honest, I was, it was weird. Yeah, the final round of bank, I didn't even have my earphone in. Bro, I had to pull it out. I had to go to the toilet so bad. I didn't even hug you guys. I went to the toilet yeah. instantly. Like, I was sitting there, like, one ear was just like this on the floor. And I was like, guys, I'm taking off my headset. I'm like, guys, I need to put it back in. I'm, I can't. And then I saw Monty on ADS. I put my mouse, I grabbed my mouse, just flick him, kill the other guy. And I just kept going. I just back. Yo, bro. Unreal. The guy, I, I watched it back, like, the guy repelling ATMs. Like, he got fucked. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It was funny. Yeah, um, on border, I think it was just a, a slow start. Yeah. Like, um, they were just, like, doing very fast direct pushes on border. This is very attacker-sided. And I think we got a bit, it took a bit too long to get into the map. Mm. Um, obviously, we got the attacks down uh, pretty well. But um, I, can't remember, I can't remember what happened in the last round. Right, it happened like we had to swap. We were like, we could have swapped sides to attackers or defense because they fucked up oh, the lobby. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, it was like, they should, we, should we go defense or attack? And then, uh, bro, we could have won that as well. Like, mm. we planted it. I swing through the rotate. I see a guy breakdancing on the floor, but Kanto wall banked someone. I was like, oh, he killed him. That's why he's breakdancing. But it was actually just proning in the middle of yeah. the, in the hallway. It's like, hä? And he killed me. <laughs> Yeah, I was, was I was like, so mad at myself. It was like, just, what it was is just a, a lot of uh, people were like just not listening. Like I told Crian and Spoit to go together through jail. Crian uh, went to main door because he said two people shouldn't go together, but he never said that in game. He, he just, just did, did it, it without saying it. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was just like some miscoms and stuff. So um, goes to show, it's kind of, it's, hard, it's hardly perfect, right? There are still issues that kind of creep in. Yeah. It's just uh, you make less than other teams do, or if yeah. you make the mistakes you commit and somehow manage to turn them into a win. Mm-hmm. And then on Sky, like, I think it was just for both sides, like, when they went to execute on attack, and when we went to execute on attack, we were just winning all of our gunfights on defense, and they were winning all of theirs on defense. Mm. And they just got luck of the draw of, or not luck of the draw, but they chose defense overtime, so they yeah. just won because of that. I think the whole, the whole grand final, I was just so nervous, the entire thing. Like, I think we got to, like, I think it was, like, 6-5. I want to say it was, and that's when I was just on cast, like, oh my god, I just can't do this anymore. Like, you were toying with my heart as well as the one of all the fans as well. I couldn't stick it, but we got there in the end. My voice didn't bless it, but we got pretty far through. The big one for you two, I guess, is that you walked away as the top two rated players on the team throughout that grand final as well. Now, it's not yeah. at all to say that you haven't been able to achieve that before, but normally, obviously, everyone's talking about Spoy, about crying, about Kanto, and everyone forgets about these poor support and flex support players in the back line. But for you boys to have that accolade, you know, what did it mean to you guys? Especially when you consider this is a win, especially for you, Leon, that you've been chasing now for so, so long. What did that mean to you? I know what your dad's like, for example. What yeah. did it mean to family back home as well to finally see you lift a major trophy? Yeah, like my phone was blowing up. Like I had everyone in my family messaging me. I had like my granddad who like... He didn't even know I was in Berlin. He messaged me, happy birthday. I'm coming around later to give you your present, your card. 
and then he fi- then my mum told him that like I'm I'm busy uh, like in Berlin, and then my, like my dad rang me, my mum was ringing me, I was getting texts from my brother, my cousin, like my aunt, my nan, everyone was messaging. But um, like for myself, like when you're saying like about the final, like I don't, know, I feel like the last two years or like few years since uh, since 2020 uh, stage two. When we went 0 and 9, like, I don't think I've been, I don't, I've never felt like myself as a player mm. uh, since then, just because of like shit teammates, shit staff. I'm not going to get into it here. <clears throat> I'll get into it on my, on my own, on my own time. But, uh, I, I got pretty, uh, fucked hard by, by my old teammates. Um, and I was just left as like a shell of my former self. So bringing that back, like getting it back into my old confidence, uh, and then going huge on the final game, uh, like, it was unreal. I felt like probably the best I've played in a long time. Mm, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Because one, I'll be honest, one criticism I've always had of you as a player is you are the most entry-hungry motherfucker in the support role I think I've ever seen. And I don't know if it was true in that final, but throughout the tournament, I was looking back at some of the games. You had the most entry engagements out of your entire team. Why? Please explain to me why. Huh. <laughs> uh, well, I think a lot of them come from defense. Uh to be honest, Oryx, entry, things like, like that, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, like, I was just thinking back on, like, just on Skyscraper, I think, I, like, I must have won, like, every entry on Skyscraper <laughs> defense. Like, yeah, either it was a spawn peak or, like, peeking outside or, like, just, just getting the first engagement. I think a lot of it comes from defense. But yeah. also, I think, I think like, some. Go on. Yeah, you can go on as well. <laughs> no, no but I, I think, like, most teams do direct now, and, like, me and Leon are side, obviously. Uh, but like when they do directs, I let I know Leon is more aggressive than me, so I let him go front line. I will just be support behind him most of the time as well. Yeah. So if, I think that that's a f- uh, thing as well uh, about it. And I, what you said as well, like me and Leon uh, having the best stats in the final. But I remember Leon saying, every time me and Deepak are at the top of the scoreboard, something is going wrong, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it normally is. Normally is. <laughs> or it's far closer than it should be, right? Because in most cases, you'd assume Spoit, Cry, and Cantor are shagging people, and you guys have got nothing to do, right? Yeah, we're normally just chilling, doing our own thing. Like Deepak will be sitting on a cam on the site. I'll be trying to support like around the around the edge of bomb sites and like on the room. Yeah, part of the fun. Um, and coming back to it for you as well, Deepak, you spent years in Benelux hell as I call it. Many have kind of screamed for years now that you deserved a chance at Tier 1. You've got your chance at Tier 1. You've more than proved yourself. What does it mean for you to be able to get to this stage and win a major title? I don't know. It, it still doesn't feel real, to be honest, because, like, I had so many mess- uh, people messaging me as well, like, from my girlfriend, grandparents, like, hey, what? Like, I, I know my girlfriend for, like, seven months, and, like, they all watch the game as well, and they said, don't ever do this to me again. It was I'm so I was so nervous. Like you guys almost lost. I was like my heart. I'm 20 years older now. I was like okay, but like uh, with all the experience from Benelux, uh, all the things I went through, like trialing for T1 teams, not getting picked up. I think it helped me for this final or like for the major because like it just I I had the feeling I played like ice cold, no emotions for every game now because like I don't I care but. Uh, I trust my team that much that um, I know it's all going well in the end. I actually yeah. have and a I... little message for you, by the way, that uh, got sent in to me saying, uh, 
Tell Tom that I'm his biggest fan and that it was a pleasure working with him during our trust gaming days. Also, I know I was a trash coach. Do you know who that is? Well, uh, was it Anthony? Yeah, it's or... stay fun. That was easy. I mean, he was our analyst. I'll so... clip that and send it to him and go, well, you weren't our coach. <laughs> therefore, get fucked, basically. Yeah, I mean, he played with us at the finals as well. Mm. <laughs> and we almost lost that as well. Fantastic. Uh, but he's very yeah. proud of you all the same. And I, I guess for you, well. you spent a long time playing with the old roster as well. Now, this is your kind of chance. Everyone's seen what Deepak can do. Are there any others that you want to give a shout out to and say these boys deserve a chance up here as well? Yeah, just, I mean, just not I've on played... Rogue. They can't take your spot. <laughs> I mean, I've played with uh, Leon and Avash um, for Leonski <laughs> and Avash for a really long time. Um, I mean, that, that's. I think that was our problem as well because like we've played for so long together. People like always, if they think of Leonski, they think of the three of us because we always play together. Yeah. So that's why we uh, also, um, how do you say it? Um, part, part of the way, like we all disbanded. Because like, Venno said this, like you guys, if you disband, you might get an offer from T1. So, or like an, any other team. And this, it's going to be a fresh start. I think we needed that as well. Every other player. And mm. But I, I was lucky to get the opportunity to join Rogue uh, because I teamed with Kryon as well and he messaged me and I was uh, really happy to join the team and I mean I think I struggled in the beginning just to get used to other people again because like I was like playing for so long with other people the same people all the time but uh, I think it's it's really fun to play with this team and it's, uh, it's a really good team and I'm still learning every single day. There's like a bit of marriage council I can do here as well. Leon, when you picked up Deepet, what was it about in the yeah. major one him on the team? Well, well, uh, you know, obviously SI was uh, a <laughs> was it interesting. I kind of sat down with like EP, um, Cryon, Bernie, and I was just like, we were just like, right, we know Prana's going. We can't fucking play Vases anymore. What, what, what are we gonna do? So obviously we knew, I told them, if we can't get like an IGL or support, I can do that as a job. Um, I don't mind doing it. I think like I was already planning on asking to step back to like second support. Why? Um, Out of curiosity. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think, um, I felt like just as a player, because I was entry a few years ago, got moved onto support, came off of support. Uh, and just like went through all the different roles. I felt like um, I, I had a better opportunity just playing different operators, playing different way. Um, and I think I benefit the team more if I was. <laughs> Why is there a back. guy in chat who's got his name as Judas Ricchetti? <laughs> I have no idea. It just popped up. Brilliant name. Fantastic. Um, that, I mean, it makes sense. And you can see now how things have lined up. I can add those concerns about you being so yeah. entry heavy for a while. But I think, like you say, it makes sense where between attack and defense you change. And this isn't something we see. I would say super commonly across most teams where you have, you're not quite the go-to entry on the defensive side, but we do see you getting out of the map and looking for those fights. Whereas on the attacking side, you are the backline support. How do you kind of alternate between those two play styles? So I guess flawlessly in a way, does it keep you from being bored playing support on the attacking side? Like how does that work in the team? Because again, normally you'll see support players jump between playing hard breach on attack and things like smoke, mute, whatever on defense, right? Yeah, I mean... On attack, I'm on drone like all the time. Like I think by the time I'm off drone, it's like a minute left in the round, and I'm still in spawn. Like it happens quite a lot on uh, certain maps. Uh, 
I don't know. It, it, like, I think that, like, obviously the guys just make it easy for me because they just fucking, they're just insane. Yep. Like, you know, it's really easy to throw them in and it's really easy to find out what they need and what I need to do for them. Um, and I think on defense, well, I was playing that smoke and stuff, but um, we changed our playstyle up. Uh, and now I, we, I, I still kind of do obviously play on site and stuff, but now I just have a better gun to hold the site. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Moving on to more about the team then, playstyle-wise, thinking about it here. Uh, the now probably infamous tweet from Meepy saying that you had no strats, no scrims, no setups. Yeah. It all just came down to strong mental, communication, and coordination. Mm. Talk me through that philosophy. Because on paper, if you said 12 well, months ago, here's what we're building towards, people would have laughed you out the room. But it's just one a major. So talk me through that. Well, Meepy was heavily against it at the time. <laughs> and he now he's like, yeah, we did hated this. It. He <laughs> absolutely hated it so much. Basically, after the first boot camp, um, when we didn't qualify for Gamers 8, he was like, guys, this play style doesn't work. Uh, it's not who we are as a team. We struggle in defense and stuff. So Tristan just said, right, guys, for this scrim, you guys are just going to pick what you're comfortable with. Make the site set up really simple. Just make sure you've got like a shotgun for the room, a shotgun for site, um, and everything else, whatever. So I, I was like, Spoit was just playing Alibi, I was just playing Oryx. Everyone else just picking what they feel comfortable on, but also benefit in the room. Um, and it just worked. Like uh, if you look at the stats, like the ratings, the KDs, everything just went like just shot up. We were winning like more defenses than we ever have done. We were just dominating the game, and was like, yeah, I think this is what we're gonna keep doing. But obviously, we, we kind of like streamlined it a little bit. Did you have to be the voice of reason, Deepak, and say, don't worry, guys, I'll bring what we need. I'll play the Echo. Not especially Echo. I, I just pick whatever we need most of the time. It's not Echo or like a thingy. Because most of the time, Spot only wants to play Finca. Grind only wants to play Nuke or like but any other But you banned Finca all of stage two. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> other teams scratch more on it. Spot doesn't need it. He, he was very vocal about hating that operator on Twitter for a while. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's, like, shit. he's like, oh, I love LMI for like three months straight. And then he plays one bad scrim. Oh, she's so bad right now, guys. But like, <laughs> did she get left? No. But like, oh, you have to hit headshots. Uh, I, I can't play it. Let me play Warden, guys. I, I will need him on the room. And then I look at his monitor. He's getting flashed. Doesn't put on the goggles. I was like, what are you doing? You're playing Warden. Oh, nothing tilted me more. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, guys, I need another shotgun. I'm struggling. He's like, Leon, I can't play Alibi. It, it's awful now. I need to play Warden or Mozzie. And I was like, shut up. Get on Alibi. I need you to do your setup. <laughs> what setup? You just told me there are no setups. Well, obviously, he's got to make like rotates and stuff, you know? Like and you I, say, there's, there's, still, there's still loose parameters that you have to operate inside of yeah, if you are going to play like, that, right? Like, obviously, there's no setup, but people have started doing their own defaults, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what happened, yeah. Yeah. So, is there very, genuinely very little communication on your guys' side around what needs to be done, or is it just like a, <laughs> a slightly more polished ranked runaround where you guys know loosely, okay, here's what the normal setup is for this site. We're going to go for that. We'll play the normal kind of shit. We're not going over the top with it. We're just going to make sure we get done what needs to be done. And that's it. Or is there a bit more to it than that? There's a lot more to it, uh, to it than that. Like, obviously, setups can be whatever. But we're sitting there. Okay, who's on cams at the start of the round? Which side are they getting? Which cam died first? Okay, uh, do we need intel for this bomb site? Okay, what? how are we going to stop them getting in early? How are we going to like, figure out like their play style? At, like, round, so round one, round seven. Like, if it's defense, you figure out their play style, how they're playing. We adapt to that and then on attack, see how they play on defense, adapt to that as well. 
It's what uh, Warden's just said in chat, actually. A lot of this plays into the kind of thing that Seth was saying in the last podcast, because I've got no doubt you guys probably didn't get the chance to watch. Um, Super basically was saying that the reason, or one of the reasons why he's stepping down now, is that he feels the game is moving away from strategy and a lot more into being gunners, essentially, right? He's not saying that like it's completely dead or that it won't ever come back, but as of right now, he doesn't feel his value can really be recognised. So in your guys' case, you're saying there are still discussions that go on that are strategical, but we're not sitting here with big, massive, like, setup documents showing, okay, here's where this is going to get placed precisely. Here's who's going to play this operator. Here is your route to reinforce things and open rotates, for example. Is it a bit more fluid than that, or do you have those setup sheets? Mm, we don't have the... Well, we have the sheets if we need for, like, different, like, specific setups. But, um, no, we don't really have them. I think it mainly comes down to IGL style then, because... uh Obviously, I'm IGLing as well, and it go, it's going better for me. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of it, a lot of how we play on defense, it comes down to like just drilling into our heads. Like we need to, like always having intel, or just be having the one up on the enemy, or just pushing. Like it's just a better way to play, and just always being as a team. It doesn't matter what we do. Like as long as we're just as a team, like communicating yeah. how we want to play it, how we want to do it. Like where we want to push, it doesn't matter what like really what we do or how we play it. Yeah, or like play defense. You have to do it as five. That's the thing. All you play all passive, all you go all, go all aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of an old saying that we used to have in uh, League of Legends, which is like apes strong together. You have a bunch of idiots all making a bad call. As long as you all commit to the bad call together, generally it can work out better than not, right? Rather than yeah. just being split between oh this is the right call, no this is the right call, and that's how things very quickly fall apart. So. I'm glad to see there are essentially five apes here who are playing so well together. Yeah, and even if it doesn't work, we move on. Like, yeah, we yeah. try it. Just go on. And now we come on to a thing that's been spoken about with Rogue a number of times before, but it's always worth kind of reopening up here as well because I had the pleasure of meeting Bernie, obviously, after hearing about her a lot, actually meeting her in person. Mm. Seems like the most mature person in the room, gets bullied by you like, a little bit. I'll give her that, but she handles it incredibly well. Talk to me about your backroom team. Um, obviously, you've got Meepy, you've got Tristan, you've got Bernie. Bernie is your performance coach. The other two hold the more conventional analyst, analyst and head coach roles. Many know kind of what those roles loosely entail, but don't know in any great depth necessarily what yours hold. So can you talk me through what the duties and responsibilities of those three are, where they've put their attention and focus, and ultimately how that helps you win as a team? Do you want to take this one or should I start? Uh, I mean, I kind of... I... Mm, the thing is, you're closer to them because, like, you're the IGL, you have <laughs> meetings with them. But, yeah, like, true. I would say, like, uh, Bernie, for, like, personal and for the team is really good because, like, um, I mean, Bernie's just so innocent, so she doesn't even know what's going on most of the time. <laughs> so she's serious all the time. But, like, for the mental, it helps us a lot. And also the five individuals as players we have, it's, like, everyone is committing to it. If you have one person not trying to um be mature or like uh, work as a team then it doesn't work out and i think that's that's the strong part of our group what about your side leon yeah well obviously i'll just start with tristan um easiest one to talk about the jester uh, analyst you know has like hundreds of sheets or like thing data input things you can just type in a team gives you everything you need on them um you know, it really makes it easy for like map bands and what we might play He's got like this map band predictor thing and it's like been a hundred percent accurate so far. So it's pretty good. Um <sighs> Meepy, 
I think Leaping Birdie work like it. It doesn't really show for like. I don't think even the team know it too well, but like they work quite well together because Meepy will say something about like philosophy of communication or um, like teamwork and stuff. We'll bring it up, talk about it, and then in a Bernie meeting, Bernie will do things in that meeting which will force people to talk about communication or she'll like do a little game thing which brings out team play and works on chemistry and stuff. I don't think many people realize that, but like yeah. the, way, the way they do I've, it, I've it kind of bounces off of each other. Mm. And then it just naturally helps, like ever, all of us just, like, just have better chemistry together. I think, like, when like every week we struggle on, on like, it's not struggle or like something is like not the best um, part in our team, like maybe communication or like um, um, maturity by waking up, having a good schedule. Um, so we talk about the burning meetings, what what we can fix for um, for the next week. So the ske the schedule is a huge thing for us as well. That's what uh, yeah. Bernie Bernie Leon you as well, right? Or was it mainly Bernie it Tristan? Mainly, it was mainly the coaches. They gave I had a lot. I had input on it as well. Yeah. Before you guys had input on it, but um, yeah. like I think yeah, our schedule. I think yeah, actually I think that's the biggest thing probably for us is like. Our schedule of how we play and what we do is probably. I mean, it's nowhere near as good why. as heroics, obviously, right? <laughs> obviously not. We'd love to play six, like nine maps a day. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, are you allowed to talk about that schedule? I imagine it's not some deep guarded secret, is it? Right? What does that look like? Is it quite light? Do you guys get encouraged to have a lot of downtime? Like, what? Hello, Goyle. Yeah. I saw you pop up in chat. Very good. Uh, yeah, talk to us about the schedule. What's it like? The schedule kind of um, promotes us to not burn out. Um, it's very, it's intensity based. So say for example, uh, the hardest day of the week is a Monday, mainly because of EUL. Um, so we put that as our hardest day on the off season. So yeah, you'd start on Saturday. It would be every day we start at midday. We'll do an hour of theory or talking about what we want to do for the day. Anything like that. An hour of warm up. We'll do normally three or four maps and that's that day done. Next day, same thing, but then we do four, at least four maps, or maybe sometimes five. It doesn't really happen too much. And then Saturday is a six mapper, uh, and then it and then it cools off again with the four maps and then the three maps, and then two days off. It's kind of an up and down thing. You're sort of building up to that level of intensity throughout the week. Yeah. And it's the one thing you guys kind of like really pushed about for the major is essentially, you know, stressing not, but you, you didn't scrim a single map at the major, which to me sounded bonkers, no. but like you, like you guys always seem so, whenever I saw you, you were very rested, you were happy, you never really looked exhausted or kind of overburdened by anything, right? It seemed more like mm -hmm. carrying that good energy, the communication to the games because they were flowing given how happy you all were. That was the real kind of winning formula, no? Yeah, I mean, sport and crying on like, all that, like guys, let's scrim. Uh, I was like, no, no screaming, <laughs> no screaming that line. They're like, why? And then obviously, like, we're playing Siege every day of our lives, you know, even in, on our days off or after scrims are done, we're still playing Siege, like playing FPL, playing ranked, if you can. Yeah. Deepex playing casual with his brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and it, even if you're not playing the game, you're still thinking about the game. And like, when you're at those like LAN events, uh, events, events, like those couple hours out of the Tens of thousands of hours you've already accumulated aren't going to make the difference of you winning that event or not. No. 
really your warm up before a game is arguably the most impactful that you're going to have, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100% makes sense. Um, and I guess touching on like Tristan for a second as an analyst, I do want to touch because like we don't really speak about him all that much. I know he's a bit of a clown. I'm fully aware of that. You speak about the sheets that he brings. Like, what what does he do for the team alongside these sheets? Is he doing a lot of counter analysis for you? Is it more focused on your own internal stuff? Like, what is his role? Um, well, we don't. We ask like them to not do counter analysis for us. Like, we specifically said we don't need counter stuff. Like, there's no point in it. Every time we've tried to do it, like especially when you come into these big events, every team's changing it up. Like, yeah. there's no point in doing that stuff. It's mainly just you know he gives us data on them, like map preferences. Um, he, he even get, he's got it down to the thing of like he's got the map band and if they decided who starts the bands and which sides they decided, all very minute things which affects how well they or how much they like a map. <clears throat> it's just literally pure data, other than trolling the team. Okay. <laughs> Which is what he does so, so well. Yeah, um, he does. And for me then as well, so you've got obviously Bernie's focus on the sort of performance side of things. As, as a quick question, was she the one who brought the whole fist bump to camera in after each round? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, I think I you saw it. I can't even remember. I mean... So it, feel, it feels like one of those rituals, and I love these little rituals that kind of get you back in mind. Because even though it feels started, like wait. it feels so silly, but it kind of gets the reset in the mind, right? If we go again now, that's it. Last round's behind us. Into the next we go. Did we start it when? Uh, did we start before, after you joined did, the bigger? Nah, before, mate. I was like before? watching you. I was like, why are you fist bumping the camera? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, I, yeah, as I say, it's been so long. Oh, yeah, Canio's just said they did it with Aces already. Yeah, it's been so long. I can't remember what, who started it or why. It was just something to just, I don't know, bring the team up a bit. Even like when you're down, you like doing that, it just makes you like, you know, snap out of that shit mood you get put in. Mm. Fair enough. Makes sense. Um, Looking towards the future then in this case, where do you guys go from here? The, the very obvious answer I'm very aware is win the November major, win SI, so on and so forth. But what do you feel you need to work on to win it all? Because no doubt what's going to happen now is like Super said, the Sonics are already going in this direction. They want to get into a spot where the focus is on give players good guns and let them run around and win gunfights because that's the way defenders especially have to play these days. How, without giving it all away, do you feel you can stay ahead of the curve? Is it by being better than everyone else at this particular style? Is there some innovation maybe you're starting to think about ahead of time? What is it? Well, for me, I've already got some stuff I've been working on uh, and thinking about since uh, cause we've got like a little bit of a break now. That I'm gonna bring when uh, we get back to scrimming and stuff. Um, in general, though, like I think, I do. I think we're at, like we we were ahead of the meta in EU. Um, but I think every team's gonna start kind of trying to do this type of style. So now it's just about how, I guess, just how to play against it and what we need to do for it. You know. I guess the real beauty is the flexibility of the playstyle overall, right? Is almost like you said, don't bother counter prepping because people can change one thing and you're completely screwed if you're relying too heavily on counter analysis. It's about being adaptable in the round and passing information back and forth an <clears> awful <throat> lot. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, I think I think that's one thing we're really good at is like we notice a problem or we think half fails one round, we we just adapt real fast. Even if like I don't know if you say we were like we we're running a lot of the same stuff around the major, but. Those are small things that we changed, which obviously won us those rounds. What's your take, Deepak? I mean, uh, how we stay ahead of the curve, I can't say right now. Most of the times, like, in the game, in scrims, you 
notice little things. It's like picking Amaru, for example, in Oregon doesn't make a lot of sense, but like it works a lot of the times. So things like that can win you rounds and win you games. So I'm I'm gonna be trying to find more stuff like that on other maps. The next bullshit yeah. echo play that we can think of. I mean, maybe echo, maybe any operator. <laughs> I mean, echo is really good. I've I've played them not on every map yet, but I will try to find some stuff. Can't wait until you guys are the only team that runs sends every single round in stage three. Could be, could be. You, you just don't, you just don't know. You just don't not know. Yet. No, <clears throat> no. <laughs> no way I'm playing. No never way say I'm never. I will do it. I will do it. No worries. Uh, that's it. I've, I've sold that. I'll take credit for this as well. By the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, away from Rogue and away from the Major in stage three and so on and so forth. What do you guys make of the new patch? Have you had a chance to play it yet? I think you guys are still on break, right? So you haven't had a chance to scrim on it yet. But what do you think, looking at the notes? To be honest, I've played the t uh, test server today <laughs> just to see Ash recall, Sophia recall, and play Fermite. I was like, closing the game, that's it. But it, the recall, it, it felt a bit weird to me. I don't know what to think about it, but I, we probably have to play the game a bit more, like scrim, and then we're going to give our opinion. But I think it would actually help us uh, towards a better direction uh, with our team. Because, like, uh, operators getting 1.5s that we normally play with hollow anyway. I mean, that's a buff for us, so we mm. don't mind. Yeah. I was talking to Deepak before, actually, before we started this. I was like, yeah, I've not even touched the test server yet. Uh, I've, <laughs> I I've been think so busy it's kind of deserved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been a busy, busy three weeks. Like, the last person from Gidsfest just left. So, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at, like, watching videos from people playing and seeing the general notes i do think like deep exit i think it's going to help our team in the long run um i think there's a lot of changes in there for attack and defense um just small ones just like optic changes and stuff which uh you know i think i just to make it life a lot easier um and just make people more comfortable an interesting one is that they're taking away a lot of nades obviously right there's now like four operators in the game that actually have nades and you guys are a team that rely i won't say rely on but Heavily abused vertical nades over a lot of time. The number of rounds we just see like crying, spoit, playing from below, especially on maps with obviously with tons of soft floors. It was the go-to. Is that going to affect you at all? Oh, we were awful in nades. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean you got kills crying, with them, bro. but you'd always try it. The worst two ever to use nades. Like, <laughs> like we joined we, them, and then like, he's like, "Oh, can you nade here?" No, we. Uh, do you have nades, spoit? No, I don't have nades. Crying, do you have nades? No, I have no nades. Like one minute like, in the round. He's like, oh yeah, I needed this barbed wire <laughs> on the stairs, uh, and I needed this the de the default cam or some shit. <laughs> like, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, we're, like, we just got him in the building. We're ready to open up the wall and me and Deepak to join sight. He's like, oh yeah, no nades. Okay, let's just send it for sight then. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think like this change like it, it isn't going to affect us. If anything, it's going to make us better on defense because then we're going to stop getting needed through the floor. Like I, I think Kanto, <laughs> I think Kanto gets needed all the time through the floor. Um, so yeah, having like these operators come back, like Zafia, Ash, and all that, I think it's just gonna be good because I don't know anyone that doesn't like the Zafia AR. Zafia Ash is probably gonna be an in thing. At least from what a few of the pros have said to me, it's just yeah, Zafia Ash are back, yeah. and I'm just like great. One of I don't my think so. Favorite metas. I I don't think so. I played Ash like what is this? It's just same vertical recall, only the horizontals a bit away, but like. Sophia is good, I would say. But like, Ash, nah, I don't think so. Because like, she still has Breaching Charge and Claymore, like what? Mm. 
Who cares? Like, I, mean, I get Fermite 1.5 and Hibana 2x. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Zero and complaints. And Buckgun 6. Oh, Buckgun 6 is going to be mega. That and Capital. I'm honestly really excited to see how those two get picked up. I think Capital is a bit more niche, but Buck. <laughs> Gun 6, Hard yeah. Breach Gadget. Obviously, decent primary weapon. Skeleton Key. He's laughing all day long. Yeah, going to be paid all the time. Absolutely. Sure. Um, and talking a little bit more about your team internally thinking about it, communication style. Obviously, Leon, you're the designated IGL. You seem to make the final calls. Mm -hmm. How much talking is there back and forth throughout the team? Any members particular quiet? Is there like one or two players that do most of the talking? How does that work? Uh, I don't think anyone's particularly quiet on a team. I think that's one good thing about us is like, we're all just wafflers. So like, we're, we're is gonna, that a good gonna... thing if you just waffle? I mean, it is because we've had it when no one, no, when someone doesn't talk, and I'd rather someone talk too much, uh, and then tone them down. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, like communication-wise, like I think it's even if it's like that, it's still clean. Uh, it's mainly me and Deepak on defense, and I'd say it's more me and Crying on attack because he's more like he's obviously like a lurker, so <clears throat> we have to kind of help him. It's always oh, I'll sit on my drone. For crying, it's like oh, get on this cam. <laughs> I've heard about I've but, heard about him being like this in ranked, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a real he's a real tryhard in ranked. Like, <laughs> oh, watch my cam, watch my cam. Yeah, people <laughs> are just trying to chill and have fun in ranked, and they just be like, guys, sit on my cam. So you got to sit on it for like thirty seconds, get bored, and then just watch him die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of venom behind that one, I think, Leon. Ah, he loves it. He <laughs> All right, we're into kind of a few more random questions. So by the way, chat, if you want to tune in and ask any questions here, now is a great time to start asking. Number one question from me. Do you feel or believe yourself to be the best team in the world right now, Leon? Uh, I'd say best team in the current meta. Well, with the meta we just had. I don't know how, like, how much different it's going to change with all the changes coming. Will winning SI change that answer to yes? Yeah, if we want to say a hundred percent, obviously, because it's the biggest event. But like, I still think there's a lot of there's a lot for us to learn. Like, even though we won, like, mm. I, like I don't even feel like I've properly won yet. Like Deepak said, yeah, like, I still, like, I feel like I'm just gonna come back and just scream and then just keep playing. You know, like, when, I, I when, when do you when do you winning. think it'll settle in? When I'm screaming, fucking. Kaneo when he flicks me, I'm like, yeah, do that a fucking major or something. <laughs> when you can start egoing people with it, that's when you know you've definitely won yeah. it. <laughs> what about you, Deepak? Do you believe yourself to be the best in the world right now? Uh, I mean, I was thinking about it. It was amazing. Like, when we won, like, it was, like, everyone was happy, of course. But, like, afterwards, like, we could have, we are so much better. Like, when we play streams, we are so much better anyway. Like, those rounds or like maps we lost, I was like, what? Yeah. So, I think we can play way much better anyway. I was like, mm -hmm. can't wait for the. I actually want to. I was looking at the next major already. I want to win that as well. Yeah. There's <laughs> so, a lot of times in the finals where I was sitting there like, yeah, I'm fucking, we're just a scrim team. Like, <laughs> I, like I'd win this gunfight in a scrim. And I, I could just imagine people sitting at home that got swung by me or someone on the yeah. team. Going, yeah, win that in a real game, you know. Uh, we we have some uh, improvement to do. That's good, actually. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that, that's a potentially really important question. Here's one of my ones as well. What was the most important thing that you learned about yourself as individuals and as a team in Berlin? Starting with you, Deepak. Oh, oh. Most important thing. Oh, my God. 
I don't even know. I, I, what a question that is. It's deep, man. Uh, it's deep. Um, that I actually can perform on a state at the major, like at T1 level, because like that's where I was questioning myself before as well, because I didn't get picked up, obviously, for most teams. So I was like, am I good enough? And I mean, uh, that we won, so that felt really good for me uh, individually. Uh, I think for me, um, like knowing like the transition from going from like an aggressive right, or a, a, just an entry, uh, like flex to more of a support IGL, um, the right decision. I think you know, and I think obviously like. I can give myself praise for doing well on that, but it wouldn't work without the people I'm around. Like, if if no one trusted what I did, uh, said, then there's no way we win, like, these events, you know? So, mm. yeah, knowing, like, like the transition that I did and knowing how well it's gone, like, I'm I'm proud of myself for that. And I guess for you, a big thing, obviously, is the learning of the, the last two years, you know, feeling like you were fucked around a bit by teams, by <laughs> other players, so on and so forth, to get to this point now where yeah. it feels like that sort of is over and it's leon season it feels pretty good right yeah i i would say like i thought before like oh i'm never gonna hit my peak again um after like i think it was like 2018 2019 i was like yeah after like everything that's happened with every, like all my pr former teammates and coaches and whatever the fuck like, i was like yeah i'm never gonna get back up to that level but i think like during that final after we won i was like i think i'm better than i'm ever was yeah i mean this is probably the best i've ever played uh like and the best I've ever performed. Leon gets his back. Question yeah. for you from someone else in chat as well, from Henry. Where is Bruce? He is downstairs asleep. His social battery is drained. Yeah, so many people around my house. He was stressed out the first two days and Aww. excited. Like he's actually attacked he, he attacked a couple of people. Uh, yeah, I mean they were they were they were annoying him. So uh deserved. they deserved it. Yeah, you get what you get. So. <laughs> uh, Woven Tub asked, how the fuck does Deepak clutch so much? Like, genuinely, what the fuck? How does it happen, Deepak? I think you had, like, six throughout the tournament. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm always in these clutch situations, to be honest, so... Do you get stressed okay. in those clutch situations, or is it total, like, uh, Stone Cold Killer? Stone Cold Killer. He is Stone Cold. Because, like, the round is supposed to be lost anyway, right? Because, like... Let me just try my best anyway. Let me let me try to win the round for the for the boys. True, true. And sometimes it works out and it's good because like you steal the right out of the way and they are tilted, you know. It's like if it would have happened to us, I don't think we would get tilted, but like it's a it's a moment like fuck, we should have won this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another question comes from Kaneo, the uh one that you mentioned earlier as well. From which team have you felt the most pressure was playing against and like with the freedom on the Roman and stuff? So when you're on defense, for example, you're out roaming, who do you feel the most pressure from or what team surprised you with how much pressure you felt? Um, Is there any that you thought, fuck me, they've got such a good read in us, we've just been absolutely destroyed? I mean, for the first map against Exit on Bank was just them completely countering us. That that was like, that was just like, well, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, I, they had like your I number. Try, yeah, I mean, I've already got ideas now. Like after the game, I've already got loads of things that I'm I'm working on already. It's changed stuff like that. 
like during the game itself, I was just like, okay, what if they brought like Carly and stuff just to specifically open up castles and all this other stuff because they like they're just watching the VOD. So that's probably the one for me. Right, you're so deep. I can imagine you sat in sight for most of it on cams, but what about on the attacking side? Maybe any times you just thought, fuck, we can't draw anything. We're getting absolutely ruined here. We have no idea what to do. Not really. I mean, we played Exit on Theme Park as well. That was just, I mean, there was no pressure. And then we just peaked. I was like, what are we guys? Guys, come on, just fall back. Stop peaking. Next round, again, I was like, okay, just uh, do whatever you want then. But like a team at the Berlin Major specifically or just an EOL as well? Any or, I guess, would be interesting. Yeah, it'd have to be the Major specifically. Be, I think like, I would say when we played Heroic Stage 1, I like heroic stage one was like there was it felt like so much pressure i don't know why i think they mm. played really well uh even when we scrimmed them because like they had that new roster right like wow these guys are really good because mm. i predicted them to win the charlotte made it major as well but uh they kind of got fucked out, by travel and so on and so forth they had a real rough time bless them in charlotte yeah <laughs> unlucky i guess it happens <clears throat> Um, go on here from Rob uh, Rubber Trade. We've seen a lot of recent tournament winners fall off dramatically after their big wins. TSM and SI are a great example. What are Rogue going to do? What are you going to do to ensure that doesn't happen to you? Uh, I don't think we're going to do anything specifically to ensure that doesn't happen. We're just going to keep going with our schedule we used to. Do our uh, go like what I go to the gym like almost daily, uh, picking up that routine again, and. Keep doing what you do in your personal life as well. And then we go back to scrimming. Should work out. Yeah. I think um like thinking overthinking that stuff is what will make you fall off. Yeah. So I think like Deepak said, just getting back into our normal routine. Um, doing what we normally do that got us into this position in the first place. Um Yeah, and just you know, just try to not make sure people are overthinking it and putting too much pressure on themselves which i'm sure like bernie and stuff will figure that out and sort it out themselves but mm. yeah on a slightly more jovial note what's your favorite gun in the game ak-12 i think i think same really yeah ace is so good I, I like i don't i don't i just win every gunfight on ace <laughs> gotta play it more mate i do i play i play well and hit bar like uh, any like hard yeah, anything. I can play anything. <laughs> yeah, ASVAs. Yeah. Fair enough. Easy, easy answer. Are there any teams in an international tournament that you'd like to play that you haven't had the chance to face off against yet? Dog Zero. Why? I mean, you know, we both. I just, I, I want to play against Canadian, and I think I, I don't remember if I've ever played against them. Hmm. Like, well, I, someone's I, got to start with the rivalry, I guess, haven't they? Now that Penguin's yeah, retired. Exactly. We need a good old EUNE rivalry bash again. <laughs> and I think, you know, having Charlotte major winners and then Berlin major winner come together for the next major in the grand final would be, that'd be uh, amazing. That'd be Bro, really I, think, good. I think if we would play like Astralis, that would be sick as well. Yeah, Astralis as well. Like, there's a lot of NA teams I want to play. I've played quite a lot of Latin teams already. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the new NA teams. Is there anything stuff. special or scary about Latam, in your opinion? Because back in the old day, they were the beasts who were hyper-aggressive and swung you at every opportunity. Do you think there's still anything special today? I mean, 
there's still there's still like uh, like a force we reckon with like I think uh, Nip's probably like uh, the only team on in uh, Latin that's like slow because when we played against them it was like fuck me it's two minutes thirty and they're still outside the map. Uh, but like against Phase and that yeah I mean I think they kind of kind of play similar to us in a way. Hmm. So yeah. Fair enough. And what map is your favorite to play in the game? Sky. Sky or Bank. Are you sick and tired of Bank now, Deepak? Being drone bitch for the <laughs> team on Echo. Nah, I, I don't mind. I, it's good. It's funny. Because like every time I, I did the same thing, but like we keep getting away with it, so I don't mind. Teams never shut it down, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it's Bank, like, okay, is yeah, bank your just... favorite or? Um, I like Sky as well, because like, I can play aggressive as well a bit uh, on that map. So, can you boys yeah. pick it a bit more then, please? It's my favourite map to cast. We've got something good going on here. Banning against us then. I know, I know. I it's we played a problem. It, we played like twice in the major, and the one was in the final. People were just scared to take us to it. Well, understandably, that and Bank. I mean, Bank is yeah. kind of more played by a lot of other teams, so it feels like they're more happy to take you there. Although you guys are very, very confident on that map anyway, right? Yeah, I think mm. the only time we, well, other than like exit. I think the only other time we lost it at the major against Nip was our own doing. It was just we were trying to change things, and that's what made us lose. I mean, even aim wise, that map, I remember. Like, so last round, like, someone jumped with Falk outside of the windows, killed me a Kento. Crime was outside ATMs, and I, I was just spectating him. <laughs> and he just he aimed with his movement, he didn't even move his mouse. So it was like he missed everything. It was like, oh no, this <laughs> is really happening. <laughs> And then he got killed as well. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that map was like, not good. Yeah, right. that was a, a one-off. <laughs> For sure. Uh, had a question about the XX Semi. Maybe I don't know if you remember this deep, but I noticed they used their last band to ban Theme Park instead of, say, Oregon. Do you think they were worried you'd figure them out in Theme Park after losing to them on that map already? I, I, I don't know what they were doing. Honestly, I mean, I 100% expected Theme to be one of the three maps. I don't know why they didn't pick Theme. Um, took us to Oregon instead. I think maybe they thought they could counter us better on Oregon, but I yeah, we know. played them before in Oregon and we beat yeah. them. So I don't, I don't know. We're like, I mean, we did weird shit on Oregon. Let's be <laughs> honest on attack. Yeah, our like, I just played them a Maru three times. Uh, just do f different things, rotate all the time. They had no idea what was happening. Yeah. A little bit of trolling. Love it. It is funny because when we deepak. Did that first of the screen. I was like, Dina, you're just trolling, man. Dude, <laughs> he's just picking it every round. I was like, just stop trolling. And he's like, no, it's good. <laughs> now here we are. Yeah. A good one for Spinksy that looks towards the future a little bit as well. How do you feel about the upcoming stage? Who are you looking forward to playing? Is she two going to get the revenge with a winky face at the end? Who are going to be the risers and fallers in your opinion? Well, without uh, leaking roster changes. Yeah, we're going to wait for some uh, roster changes. So uh, I mean, can't I'll, wait I'll, for that. I think outsiders will do a lot better this stage. Um, I want to. I want to get revenge on wolves for uh, losing against them last stage. Um, let's think here. Yeah, I think secrets stay in the mud. I think pawns will do better this this stage. To be honest, I think I think they were very close to stage uh, last stage to doing well. I think they've kind of figured out their own like playstyle and stuff. But obviously they're having a hard time <clears throat> with organ that. Uh. I think they might even. I think Navi might even take their spot uh, in the bottom two, maybe, mm. depending how well they do. Other than that, though, I, can't, I don't really know. 
I don't think anyone can predict Sage correctly in the yeah. beginning. Like every time it's, it's so different. Every time mm -hmm. I hear, oh, this team's destroying everyone in scrims and it comes into the stage and they're not. Or mm -hmm. this team's going to be crap and actually they end up finishing mid-table, for example. It can be so up and down, right? Yeah, it could be anyone there. It could be anyone in the top four. D-Mod Dan said... be us. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> just want to just watch Rogue Play Club forever so I can watch D-Pet yo-yo his Echo Drone out of Strip Drone Hole and get away with it. <laughs> oh, I feel like that, that, that change was just so ridiculous. What, he doesn't want to see it anymore? He said, if you play club again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> okay. He's not so convinced by your club, that's why. He doesn't think you're that good at it. Yeah, I know. I mean, he was telling me the other night <laughs> when he was uh, a bit intoxicated. <laughs> oh, was he going off, was he? He's deeply passionate yeah. about this, you know. More surprisingly so than I ever imagined he would be. But you can just say to him, mate, just go and look at map five at the grand final. Yeah, I will. Oh, next time. It's all you got to point at. It's all you got to point at. I haven't spoken to him since. I don't even know if he's alive. <laughs> he's all right. I guarantee you he's all right. <laughs> Um, but before we fully wrap up then, any kind of closing thoughts you guys have got on the major, the future for you boys, anything you're particularly excited about? Leon, you can go first. I think I'm just excited to play again. Like have you got that. the itch to get back in scrims and start yeah, playing again? Like, like I obviously, like I said, like, I don't think like win is fully hit and I just want to grind and win another major, win the SI and then do it all again. Then I could be like, yeah, I think I've done enough in seeds now. You know? Ah, that's Hopefully not, not retiring. Hopefully we, not. We're going to win SI, mate. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm going to win it. Oh. Once I win it twice, I'll be like, you know what? Ah, uh, I think three I've times. Proved... <laughs> yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to be one better than Penguin. You've got to win it three times back to back. Yeah, true, true. But I mean... True. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... uh, It's just crazy, like, how how different things are. Like, like just small things. Like... I don't even know what to say, really. I... <laughs> yeah. It's just, like... I also want to get back into streaming because, like, everyone just enjoys being together. It's like... Yeah, I miss my boys. Yeah. I miss everyone. Aww. No one hates each other, so that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even when there's disagreements, it's all out of love. Everyone shows yeah. up on time as well. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, every, when we're together, we just have fun all the time. It's so funny. Like, yeah. we just... Every every scream, we laugh so hard. It's so funny. <laughs> well, that's part of the fun, right? It's like you guys keep on saying about not burning about, about having fun being given a good gun, going out for a field day around the map, and so far, no one has yet been able to crack it. Outside of the odd map here and there, but it's not been convincing for many real team, I don't think. So, stage three is where all eyes are now on you guys. You are the current champions, and people want to prove that they can bring down the champions as well. So I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not say anything about that. It's going to be a very interesting stage three, no doubt, and I really hope to see you boys taking top spot as well. I think you deserve it at this point, but... Wolves are nearby. G2 will be re-strengthened as well. No doubt there should be a lot more competition coming out of EU come the next major as well. It should be great for everyone to see. Yeah. But with all that said, that's just time for us to wrap up, boys. Thank you so much. It's been a good hour and a half as well. Always good to talk to the winners. Maybe we'll do it again in three months' time, assuming you don't fall short in second place or any lower. Fingers crossed on that front. But uh, again, thank you for coming on. Really look forward to seeing what you boys can do next time and hopefully get to speak to you again soon. Yeah, uh, it's been really fun to... Get back into some siege stuff and uh, talk to the boys again. Obviously, I only saw you a couple of days ago, Des, but yeah, <laughs> me on. in a very different uh, alcoholic state, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> <laughs> and Deepak, you could just keep on trying and showing the board how to play Echo, right? I tell you what, if there's a massive pick rate increase in Echo all of a sudden, we know exactly who caused it. My bad, yeah. guys, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, can't, wait to, 
Can't, can't wait to see either way then. But everyone else is tuned in. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back again probably next week, I think is the intention. There are a couple of people I want to get on before the stage starts. A couple of things are currently unannounced that need to be announced before I get guests on. But when it is done, we'll definitely be speaking to those people very, very soon. For now, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and I will see you all again very, very soon. Good night.